Welcome back to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba podcast. This is episode 80. Max, how's it going? Joey, it's fantastic to see you. Uh, This is three weeks in a row now, and I look forward to it every second of it, every week. So do I. I, It's like the beginning of my week. It's like, I feel like it's almost like the highlight of my week, but I had to ask you, how was your weekend? Fantastic, Joe. uh, My weekend was pretty good. The Bengals... Go ahead. The Bengals were on a bye. FSU won. They beat Syracuse. No, Syracuse. They beat Duke. Excuse me. It was a good game. Were you nervous at all? Yeah, hell yeah. I was ready. I I said before the game, this could be the uh, this could be the uh, the day that the cards crumble for FSU. Uh, As a Bengals fan, I'm ready for all of my teams to to catastrophically fail. So, uh, luckily, (laughs) they were able to keep it together in the end. So, we're all right. Um, the Bengals yeah, have yeah. Hey, lose yeah. the bye week pretty bad in that the AFC every single AFC North team won, so things could not have gone worse for the Bengals. They, they did. The Ravens put on a hell of a performance. We're going to talk about the Ravens during the show once we get into it, but yeah, overall pretty good weekend for me. Watched a lot of football. My Patriots won. I'm still kind of feeling, you know, good and kind of bad at the same time. I, I still wish they would have gone 1-16. Clearly, that's not the case now. But they got healthy. It was good to see them beat the Bills. Sorry, Bills Mafia. But Mac Jones silenced the doubters uh, this past week. Dolphins this week for them. So, you know, who knows? We'll see kind of how it all plays out for them for the rest of the season. I'm hoping that they don't – I don't know. I just – I don't – my hopes are kind of up and they're kind of down. I'm still kind of – I feel like a hopeless romantic with them at this point. So, but how about that – uh Chiefs Chargers game. Did you catch any of that? Nope. I missed that one. You, were you sleeping? Where were you? Oh yeah. I'm an early sleeper, Joe. Oh, I can I can tell. Oh, there was a lot from that uh Chiefs Chargers game. Somebody special was in attendance. Taylor Swift. Hey, the Swifties came That's after me on TikTok Max. I got the I dates got. wrong. The only thing I caught was yep, that they was, they the whole post game uh smooshing that it was apparently going on post game smooshing did you oh you didn't watch the game but there was something that caught my eye taylor swift was wearing a friendship bracelet with travis kelsey's number on there also Brittany mahomes and travis kelsey travis kelsey Brittany mahomes and taylor swift did a little dance i, I you know i was thinking when i was writing the, the write-up for the show i think you should do that dance i think you I, and uh one of your ladies should do that dance i think it would i think it'd be perfect i'd love to see it no joe i don't think i will I'm going to leave that to Taylor. I, I, I think you know, Taylor does it best. And <laughs> we all know that Taylor does it best. So we'll leave it to her. Can you demonstrate? I don't know, but it was pretty funny because no, no. Maybe maybe next time you and I, we hang out when we get together, we can do it, it together so and then we can record it. it. <laughs> I saw it on, on uh, actually they were showing it post-game coverage. She kind of like claps her. She goes like this to Brittany Mahomes and they kind of do a little twirl spin i don't know the exact I, i'm kind of forgetting it because it's kind of i'm trying to draw a blank here but it was an interesting dance and if you did that i i, w- I would really like that one but the friendship care. bracelet taylor swift was wearing the fr- friendship bracelet with his number on there it's pretty yeah, deep I'm shocked. I'm shocked joe i'm in, in an outer was, shock that's serious that's I, I was because the swifties came after me like i said like it is it's, it's serious taylor swift and travis kelsey are dating 
we we were uncertain before, they're, but now you they're know. definitely they're definitely dating. Yeah, you got they got to be. She she met his parents last weekend. She was hanging out with his dad. They're kissing post game, holding hands. I mean, come on, they're totally they're dating, Max. You and I both know they're dating in public. PDA. I don't know if I love it. It is. I don't know. Her and Brittany Mahomes are becoming really good friends too. Brittany Mahomes is unbearable. I hate her so much. <laughs> she is so oh jeez, Travis Kelsey did Men's ball out though. So embarrassing. She Taylor's or Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey did ball out though on National Today's Day. Like I told you, Max, the Swifties they came after me in the comments because that clip got out there and I messed up the dates, and they came for my head. Some of them forgave me. They're like, "All right, we understand." And I was like, kind of playing it off. I still posted it. It did pretty well, but I posted it, and I was like. Ah, shoot. I got the dates wrong. I looked and it was 2024 that she's going to be uh, back in the U.S. because she's going international here on November 9th. And that's when they're like, she doesn't start her tour until November 9th. Like, what are you saying? What are you? I'm like, sorry, guys, I completely messed it up. But I was hoping that she wasn't going to attend the game because they were saying she may or may not because she doesn't want to go to every single game. And then, of course, I see the report on Sunday. She's at the she's going to the game. (laughs) So I messed I messed up that one there. And they were like, of course she's going to go to his game. It's National Tight Ends Day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I take an L on that one. Swifties can uh, put me in the uh, Swifty jail for that one there. Not a place so, anyone wants to be, yeah, Joe. They can. No, no, you don't want to be in Swifty jail. They come after you hard, mm-hmm. hardcore. I mean, I was like, what? So moving away from the Chiefs and Chargers game, how about that Dolphins-Eagles game? Did you catch any of that? Uh, I saw the all the penalties that were uh, that were allegedly missed. Well, that too. Uh, some but... Serious, some serious uh, officiating controversies going on with that game. That uh, that face mask there, uh, Tua threw it, and Cedric Wilson got his face mask grabbed, and they didn't call that one. I was like, the that Eagles had probably... zero penalties against them the entire game. I mean, that's that crazy. Was, that's, zero, not that is one. Officiating. That is ugly officiating. Week in and week out, the refs, man, they have their fingerprints and they just can't figure it out. I don't know. It's just, it's like one of those things. It's like, how how do the Eagles have zero penalties throughout that entire game? You're telling me they didn't get, they didn't have one penalty. <laughs> so, but suspect. Dolphins, man, are they for real? Are they frauds? What's the what's the deal with the Dolphins? Because in the, both of their big games, they lost to the Bills, they lost to the Eagles. I like the Dolphins. I think they're a good team, but also at the same time, it's tough because they're not fully healthy, right? No Jalen Ramsey. They didn't have Xavier Howard. They didn't have Teron Armstead. I, I know week in and week no, out, teams are going to play with with the guys they have. No, no Achain as well. But I mean, like Ramsey, no Howard, no uh, Teron Armstead. So those three big pieces right there. I don't know. I mean, they played pretty well. I mean, they were down for most of the game, actually, for the entire game. A.J. Brown destroyed that secondary. I mean, it's obvious the Dolphins definitely need Ramsey back, and they missed Howard, too. But I really want to see what the Dolphins are made of when Ramsey and Howard come back, when they can get almost fully healthy. I don't think, you know, a team is ever going to get 100% healthy. But I think when they get Ramsey and Howard back and then Teron Armstead as well, I think they will be a different team. And I mean, the, the, the Dolphins can really compete with any given team on any given Sunday. I mean, football is one of those sports where, like you said, it's any given Sunday, anything can happen. But I would definitely put them up in the category with, 
when healthy, I would say they're right up there with the Chiefs and the Niners. I mean, we'll see here in a few weeks when they do play the Chiefs because, I mean, their offense is so explosive. I mean, they can score at, you know, any given any given moment. But when a team like the Eagles did on Sunday, when you can put pressure on Tua, I think he's a total different quarterback. I mean, you saw it in the Bills game where they put pressure on him as well, and he didn't look like his normal self. But I still think they're a good team, but when you lose to the bills and you lose to the Eagles, those two big games right there, the question mark does remain, you know, but I mean, there's a long season left too. So. Yeah. I think uh, when, when the officiating doesn't go 10, 10 penalties to zero, uh, there'd be a much easier, more even game. Yeah, I think so too. The dolphins actually play the Patriots this week. The dolphins are actually favored by nine and a half points. I looked at that spread and I was like, either Vegas knows something that I don't, or that's just a crazy spread because that's a lot of points. New England and Miami always are close games. They just played earlier in the season, not too long ago. And Miami came to Foxborough and they won 24 to 17. It came down to right at the end there when Kaseki flipped it back to uh, Cole Strange and he was short of the fourth down so I, I think it'll be another close game maybe I'm missing something here but nine and a half is a lot of points especially in a game like this it's two division rivals these two teams know each other so well I don't it's know I, I think that's a lot of points there spread to take. that's a huge it's a huge spread so how about this though Micah Parsons he does have a podcast and this one really caught my eye these were his top five teams in the NFL the Eagles the Niners the Dolphins the Ravens and the Browns how are the Browns a top five team in the NFL? I mean, yeah, they have a really good defense, but top five? No way. I, I don't see it. Even with Watson healthy, I don't see them as a top five team. I think uh, what? Mike Parsons is giving giving his props to Miles Garrett and the defense. He's obviously a fan of their defense. But yep. to say they're a top five team with a, a quarterback that can't throw a football, uh, if, when he, if he's even in the game, um is pretty pretty insane thing to say i mean top five i mean i could definitely see the i can see the dolphins the chiefs the niners and the ravens i can see that but i don't i wouldn't put the browns there i would I wouldn't give I them the top better 15. than the browns they don't have a, you can't be top five without a quarterback that's that's just a fact no it cannot well yeah watson went down against the colts with the, he got concussed he had the shoulder injury a few weeks prior, their defense is playing lights out, but and when I don't Deshaun think you can put them top five with PJ Walker leading the way. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been very good here though. The Parsons also said this too. He kind of added to the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff. When there's a bad girl and she's in attendance, that gives you an extra boost of confidence. That's an interesting one there. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I mean, Travis Kelsey yeah, plays good. Line, Whoever Travis, is in the stands, Travis yeah, Paulson she's there. But what? Travis balls when she's I, there. I, he balls even when she's not there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, she, she, he balls when she's not there. He did have a really good game on Sunday. It was what twelve receptions, one hundred seventy nine yards, and a touchdown. Man, that's crazy. It was, of course, it was on national tight ends. It was, it was like a perfect fitting. Taylor, Taylor Swift's at the game. Travis, it's national tight ends day. He's the best tight end in the NFL. What, what's better than that? Joe, the only thing we're missing is the ring, is the. Uh, Ring proposal. We might as well call this the inquisitive Swifty. Chiefs. Chiefs. No, I'm talking about what Micah Parsons said, and I'm adding to the point. <laughs> Joey, you just want hey, to talk. You want I excuse. told the Swifties. Swift. I, I, I told the Swifties that we would talk. We'd have a short little segment on Taylor Swift. So okay. they, I got to give. The, I got to give the Swifties what they want. Yeah, of course. 
What you you don't want to talk Taylor Swift and the Chiefs? I'm talking about the Chiefs, and I'm saying what what happened on National Tight Ends Day? I think it's outrageous. I'm talking about National Tight Ends Day. You're talking about Taylor Swift. You love it. I love it. I'm not. I'm talking about what, what Michael Parsons said. If you want to make it a podcast about Taylor Swift? We can do that, Joe. We're I'm not. Just... I'm just saying what Micah Parsons added. I'm I'm not. I was just adding to what Micah Parsons said. All right. All right. Next. Are you next ready time. to move on from this t- yeah, this yeah. subject? You just try All not right, to bring Swift up again. I I didn't bring her up, did I? I brought up what Parsons said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Vikings Niners. How about that game? Did you catch any of that? Nope. I did follow the fantasy while I you, did what, refreshing the fantasy. I did, there are some crazy stat lines that I saw with uh, Addison. Having, Jordan Addison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's insane. As he, a had a career, he had a career night. You, you want to hear this, though? You want to hear this, though? He is the third Vikings receiver in Monday Night Football, uh, on Monday Night Football in Vikings history to record 100 yards in a game. Randy Moss, him, and Justin Jefferson. It's pretty cool. That's very impressive. Yeah, the uh, he's he's, he's the Vikings. He's the Vikings could go up with with any other team. To, their uh, their their receiver history is is pretty pretty special. I mean, this kind of goes back to your point a few weeks ago about the Vikings, where any given Sunday they've been in basically every single game, and. We're starting to kind of see what the Vikings are made of. I mean, yeah, the Niners are, you know, hurt, but it kind of goes back to the point of you play with the guys you have. So we're going to talk a little bit about Brock Purdy and the Niners, but sticking on Kirko chains, as they call him, Justin Jefferson after the game, post game, gave him the little chain, made him look good, making him feeling all good. Kirk Cousins had like two bad throws, but other than that, he was good. And he silenced the doubters. I think he was what, like two and 10 in like Monday night football primetime games after yeah. <laughs> before well, that. Yeah. You, so, can't, you can't lose every one-score game. So finally, they're turning it around. And they're three and four, and they're doing it without Justin Jefferson. The past two weeks, they've uh, won without Justin Jefferson. So that's even, even better for them. So it's cool to see like what they're made of without Justin Jefferson. I mean, they still have a pretty solid receiving core. We got Jordan Addison, the rookie. They got KJ Osborne, and they have TJ Hawkinson as well. And Kirk mm-hmm. is playing pretty good. Kirk's playing just as good as any other quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's hard to say not. I mean, look at it. If you look at his stats, I think he was before this game, he was 13 and four. I think he had two touchdowns last night, if I'm not mistaken, but you can look that one up, but I mean, he played good. So, yeah, I mean, now the NFC North is still like, I mean, there's still so, so much to go. The lions, they got punked. I think they will be fine as well. We'll talk briefly about the Ravens and the lions, but three and four, the Vikings could sneak in too late. Who knows? I mean, there's just so much time left, though. That's the thing. It's like they could completely dominate the rest of the way. Who knows? The Niners could keep slipping. Injuries could be playing a big factor in that. Who knows? You know. I hope the so, the Niners. But Brock Purdy, though, go ahead. It's kind of scary to go in. Well, we can talk Why about. Why do you them. hope? Oh, because they play the Bengals this week. They play next the Bengals. So to see an zero and two Niners they play the Bengals, yeah. The Niners losing three games in a row, and so we're gonna have to put up a. A good game. Yeah, that's true. Down. But fortunately for us, they're they're coming in a, a semi-short week. They've got a Monday to Sunday, and we have a, a whole bye week. So hopefully, uh, with their beat-up team, we could we are fresh legs. We can take them down. Um, although Christian McCaffrey is uh, a scary person to go against any given week. 
I think so too, but I really kind of want to stick on Brock Purdy here for just a short amount of time because in the media the past few weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, they were saying Brock Purdy's like Joe Montana. Brock Purdy's the next coming to Tom Brady. Brock Purdy's this and that. Well, yeah, Brock Purdy looked amazing when everyone was healthy and everything was going and they were executing perfectly. But also at the same time, like you're going to have growing pains in the NFL. One, one week you may look really good. The next week you may look mediocre, especially now with the injuries. Like he's going to have to grow. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be roses and tulips and dandelions just walking through the fields and everyone's, you know, giving him his, his, his props. Like he's going to have to grow with this team. He's still a young quarterback. Like he's going to make mistakes. Everyone's like trying to make him out to be like this unsung hero and yeah you know he's mr irrelevant and stuff but at times he's going to have to learn from his mistakes like it's just the way it is like last night he had those two ugly picks but it's gonna happen it's just the way it is you know so i mean i really wouldn't panic on them i think they're gonna be fine they're injured it's gonna be cool to cool to see them play the Bengals this week because the Bengals are coming off a bye are they gonna get t higgins back this week i'm terrified we're we're are they gonna get t higgins back this week i'm not sure if t higgins is back i wouldn't say that though I, I really wouldn't say that because I watched that Niners Vikings game last night and their pass their pass um defense, the Niners is not very good. Charles Lenore, if, if and Traverius, Traverius Ward and Charles Lenore, those are their two guys there. You get T back and you also have Chase. If Burrow I mean, can get can some time without, to throw, we, yes, we it's a home game for the Niners. Starts but, firing. Yeah. If Joe Mixon Still. can pick up more than a yard a carry, we would uh we'd probably be in better position. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think that'll be a really good game. I don't know what the spread is on that game, but it'll be fun to see. Hey, if the Bengals, if, that, if they can go in there to um, Santa Clara and they can make a big statement win, that'll be huge. Oh my gosh, the NFL media will go go up in uproars, lose three straight. <laughs> we are in the uh, in the hardest division or in the the toughest division in the league right now. The only team, the only division with winning or with yeah. better than 500 on every team. So uh, after last week, we definitely need a win because considering everyone else won. So we shall see. Yeah. The Steelers. Pulled, yeah. The Steelers pulled that. The Steelers sque squeaked away with that win against the Rams. Did you see that uh, at the end of the game there? Kenny Pickett, he got the, he did not get that first down. There was no way Kenny oh, Pickett no, got that, that first was, down. That's some bullshit right there. Awful officiating. That is embarrassing. <laughs> How how do you over how do you give them that first down and and I've seen so many other plays and you don't and you don't it's like I, I just I was like how is that a first down There's no way and the Rams they got screwed because it was under two minutes and they didn't even have any timeouts left so they weren't even able to challenge it so they just got railroaded there McVeigh after the game was like I don't really know what to say like what do you make of that you know it's like every game matters in the NFL too and and you know that game I guess doesn't matter as much because it's not a divisional game but still it's an important game early on in the season and it's one you would have liked to have back so but i mean the steelers have a really good defense too so when did the steelers and the Bengals play again is it later in the season i don't know i really don't know because yeah because that's that'll be a dog fight there we we, we, we do not play them in the next four games i know that oh you played them you already played them once right no, we don't. We we have not. We play them. Uh, oh, you haven't played them, right? Because you played the right, because you played the. Okay, so this season they flip flopped it. They put it towards the end of the season. Oh wow, those would be two dog fights right there. So, yeah, yeah. But 
this is a topic that we have to talk about. It's part of football. Don't worry, Max. It's don't worry. The tush push. I need to hear your opinion, your thoughts on it. The floor is yours. You've already heard mine. I need to hear yours about it. There's only one team in the in football that can do the tush push as well as they do, and that's the Eagles. They have the best, the, the, arguably the best center in the league. They have a fantastic, they have a fantastic offensive line, and you cannot fault them for having a better offensive line than the rest of the league. Uh, in the same way, you can't fault Steph Curry for betting, being a better three pointer than everyone else in the league. You can't, you can't ban the three pointer because Steph Curry is better than everyone else. Uh, they do it better and they do it really well. So it sucks for you guys. Figure, get a better offensive line, or figure out how to do it better. You can't just ban every play that one team is doing well. There's no other. It's not like everyone that does it does it right. The the Eagles are the only team that are so successful at it. No one else is doing it. If they could do it, they would be doing it. So it's not it's not the play that's broken. It's the offensive line that just happens to be better, far and away better than everyone else. You make it. <clears throat> yeah, you make a great point there. I mean, going back a few weeks ago when. The Eagles, or actually the Eagles ran it against the Commanders, and then the Giants, the Patriots, and the Chargers all ran it in the same weekend, and they all failed at it drastically. So, yes, exactly. Your point is 100% correct. The, it works for the Eagles. Like, it it's, it's just blows my mind. Like, why would you ban that play? It makes no sense. It's been around since 2005. People, people tend to forget... <clears throat> The Patriots used to run a QB sneak with Tom Brady every fourth and one. It wasn't as executed perfectly as the tush push because the Eagles have a mobile quarterback and he's a bigger quarterback than Brady. And people tend to forget Jalen Hurts squats 600 pounds. He's not some little quarterback. And like you said, they have a great offensive line. It works. Sirianni, after the game, was like, no, they shouldn't ban this play. It's so funny because like when before they're executing the play, they're showing him on the sideline. They're running it from their own 25 against the Dolphins, and they just execute it perfectly. It's like it's like robotic. It's like methodical. It's like, here it comes. Here it goes. Having the ball uh, get a little easier. It's and you have and Lane Johnson and uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's like Jordan Malida. Yeah, their offensive line is loaded. I love <laughs> yeah, Jason. Yeah, you have a guy quote, like Jason Kelsey. He, Jason Kelsey says he snaps the ball so hard because he needs his hand back to start blocking. So he's a, <laughs> that's a funny he one. He said that on his podcast on the Heights or New Heights. He said uh, he he snaps it so hard because he needs his hand back, and so he can get the ball out and he can he can block. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, this one here is a is a good one here. Do you think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL? Six and one. They just beat the Dolphins. They're hitting on all cylinders. They just got Kevin Byard in a trade. That was a big trade pickup there for them. They traded a uh, fifth and a sixth in Edmonds for, I mean, I was just blown away. I was like, the rich get richer. Here we go. I mean, the Eagles are right there again. They they definitely make a case for being the best team in the NFL. I don't see why not. Six and one. You got the quarterback. You have the offensive line. You have the defense. I think would like if you yeah, just I mean they're on, the most com- right now paper, you're you're right there with the, the Niners and the and the the Dolphins like they're the Chiefs the, and well the Chiefs too well, the Chiefs offense is 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 not on paper not crazy they've got Kelsey and Mahomes but they they don't have no, a star running back they don't have a star no it's paper, you have you have much more star-studded cast than the right. Heck, on paper you could put the San Diego, San Diego. You could put the LA Chargers on there. They're on paper. Their roster's loaded, <laughs> team-wise, for a complete team. Herbert, Eckler, 
Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Derwin James, Bosa. Yeah, they have a fantastic. It's, it's, they're they're loaded as well. <laughs> they Sometimes can't exactly turn. They into can't it. put it together too. No, it doesn't. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would definitely put the Eagles right there with. I mean, I guess right now I would say. I don't know. I guess you could go Eagles, one A. Chiefs 1B, Niners 1C, and however you want to do that. But those three teams right there, I think, are the top three teams. I mean, the the Chiefs do not have the best roster. They are on, not even number one. Oh no, I not on not on paper, but I'm saying in in total as overall play, they're right there. I mean, their defense has been really good this year too. Yeah. Right. I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs in the AFC. I really don't. Maybe the Bengals, you would have something to say about that because they've played them really well the past few seasons. But other than that, I don't really see a team beating them. I just don't see it. I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs in the AFC at this at this moment. And they just got back Hardman, the too. They're, I think they're only going moment, to get better throughout the rest of the seasons. The Dolphins at any given moment could put up 700 yards in a game against them. They could, but they didn't do it against the Eagles. And the Chiefs have a good defense. <laughs> Spotty, Spotty well, we'll see, actually, we'll see. We'll see in a, we'll see in a few weeks when the Dolphins and the Ni- uh, Niners, Dolphins and the uh, Chiefs pl- uh, play November fifth in London. I look forward to. Or, it. Sorry, Germany, Germany. Excuse me, Germany. So we'll see here in a few weeks what um what the Dolphins and the Chiefs will will bring to us. That'll be fun because Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill's already actually started talking smack a few weeks ago about the Dolphins playing the Chiefs. So that'll be a good one there. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait. I want to talk about the the Bills and the Patriots game. Did you catch any of that? I did not. I, I was shocked at the score. That's for sure. Joe, I did not watch as much football. You know, on a bye week, I took my week off. I I rested. I rested my uh my mind as along with the wow. Bengals. So, <laughs> so uh, in solidarity, you took the, the bye week off bye. with the Bengals. Yep. As I always you took do. the bye week off with the Bengals. <laughs> right. I never knew that. That's like your ritual. As you should. You have to rest your mind to get your mind right as a fan. That's your ritual. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You're not. Yeah, you're not wrong. You I never rest my mind. I'm, I'm, my mind is spinning twenty four seven. You can't. Like I said, I thought it was good to see the Patriots finally win a game. Belichick got his 300th win. Mac Jones played pretty darn good. He almost had that. He almost had one turnover, but for most of the game, he played really well. I thought the Patriots had it in the bag until the end of the game. Kendrick Bourne fumbled the ball. The Bills took it away from him. I was like, no, this can't happen. Like, no, they're winning this game. And then he does that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the Bills scored uh, late at the end. And then they gave the ball back and they gave the Patriots some time left on the clock. Jones went down the field. Through the touchdown to Gasecki, and they both did the gritty in the end zone. As I, Knox, I think they might have a better gritty than you. They there's, might have a better gritty small. than you. I don't know. There's no one on the earth <laughs> that has a better gritty than you. Mike Gasecki certainly does uh, not. Have a better Jamar gritty. Chase. Jamar Chase is the only person out there. <laughs> no, that gritty's horrible. Mike Gasecki has him and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson doesn't even hold a candle to Who's, Jamar Chase. Who's gritty is worth Mac? Who's gritty is worse, Mac Jones or Mike Kosicki? Dude, that's comparing. I, I don't even know. It's not even comparing. <laughs> they're both awful. I don't even know if you can call them gritties. They look oh like god, that was so funny. Call them seizures.
That was funny. I know you. I know you. I'm not even going to ask you the Ravens lines as you watch it because you said you didn't watch a lot of football this I did weekend. Watch but Ravens made as a Ravens fan. Oh, you did. Okay. The okay. Ravens, the Ravens. So put, that one you watched. Yeah, un, unleashed a can of whoop ass on the Lions, and it was. Uh, it was hard. I did not want yeah. that to happen, and that's what happened. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, thirty-eight to six. You saw the Lamar Jackson touchdown, though. Little, it little remarkable, little Houdini action. Yeah, he's he's. He's, that was pretty. Uh, that touchdown was pretty nasty. He's a tough quarterback to defend, that's for sure. That's one Lamar Jackson. We might have to start talking about putting him in the MVP conversation. Four touchdowns that game. He's playing really well. He's definitely making a case for sure. He's he's starting to he's starting to mount that case. So they continue to play better. They're whew, man. The Ravens are going to be fun to watch throughout the rest of the season. I I mean. I still don't think anyone's beating Kansas City in the AFC, though. I mean, because I don't. The Ravens won't have home field. They'll have to go to a team like Kansas City. I'm already just like playing out the numbers and calculations in my head. I know that's a long season. There's a long way to go. But when you when you've watched the Patriots for 20 years and how dominant they were in the AFC, and the Chiefs are starting to get that like that the rap. Chiefs, the Chiefs will lose another game. To think, to an AFC team. Is anyone going to beat Kansas City? Yeah. What'd you say? Yes, the team the the Chiefs will lose to another AFC team this year. I don't think they'll. I don't. I think they're going to come out of the AFC as a whole, though. This this entirely possible. I mean, we'll see. I mean, like I said, there's a there's a long way to go. But have you seen the whole thing about Broncos cornerback, uh, defensive back Kareem Jackson? How he got suspended? Have you seen any about anything about that? Yeah. yeah, he had some. He had some really tough hits. So, I I did not like he, that hit that the tight end turned into him. And like he was looking at the guy's back when he uh, looked Musgrave, it. yeah, yeah. And the the the, the tight end mm-hmm. turned into him, and he there's no way he could have done anything about that. He was he was laying out for a tackle. The guy happened to turn into him, and it was just lined up wrong. There's no way he could have predicted where that guy's head was going to be that he was going to hit him directly in the head. That was just that was just an unfortunate bang bang play. No, you make a really good point there. But for me, though, I think it was like leading up to it, right? Because Kareem Jackson had a few iffy uh, situations throughout the earlier in the season. Uh, he had the commanders one where he kind of took the guy out. And then this one here with Musgrave, the Packers tight end. So almost like the NFL was waiting for him to do something else. It was almost like the kids at school. He's been bullied for a while. Something's going to happen. So the NFL was waiting for him to do something. So anyways, but I was just watching it and I was like, Yep, they're definitely going to suspend him for that. But his suspension got reduced to two games. So, really? I don't know. I I just thought that, like, yeah, they reduced it earlier today because I, I, I had it written down in my notes four games. But I don't think that, that play in itself was, yeah. was, was worth suspension. Uh, but I also don't believe that Vontaze I don't think Burfecht that one wasn't. Bur- yeah. I don't believe Vontaze Burfecht hit on Antonio Brown was <laughs> dirty play. So, that's just me. Oh my gosh! The way that they think these players like are targeting to injure people, Vontaze Burfict could not have predicted that Antonio yeah. Brown was going to fall in the in that way and land on his shoulder pad. Antonio, it's actually Antonio Brown's fault for putting his head first when he was falling down. He should have protected his head rather than falling into Vontaze's Vontaze Burfict shoulder pad. You're really passionate about this one here. I mean, this was years ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolute bullshit. Vontaze Burfict has been painted in a horrible light. It is truly impossible. The, the 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 amount of time between the time the ball hit Antonio Brown's hands and Vontaze Burfict going to tackle a guy up in the sky that happens to fall six feet 
above him into his shoulder pad. It's just an unlucky play. Could happen any moment. I think you're going to get a lot of heat for. I think you're going to get a lot of heat for this one, but I respect that it because you're standing your ground. He's and all so, the way up there, you're going to. He's when he's laying down for the hit. Antonio Brown's knees are at his shoulder height. The the likelihood that Antonio Brown's head falls down where his shoulder pad is. Very unlikely. Anyone that could happen to anyone and could be painted. And for some reason, he's painted a dirty guy. That was a fluke. You're really passionate about this one here, though. How about the Arizona Cardinals and the Seahawks game? Seahawks won 20 to 10. I'm listening. I'm with you. I'm with you. Highlighted this game. There really wasn't much about this game other than DJ Humphreys, the Arizona Cardinals tackle, got ejected in the second quarter. He made contact with an official following a wild play where Dobbs was intercepted by Devon Witherspoon in the end zone, but the turnover was negated by roughing the pass. Making yeah, contact with an official is an NFL quarterback. Tough. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs did not look. I think he's a good backup. He's fine. He looked terrible against the Bengals, and he's not looked great since. At the end of the interception return, there was a scrum where Humphreys and Seattle's Jordan Brooks swung hands at each other and made contact with the official. Jeez, that's tough. Yeah, you can't do that. Oh, my goodness. Making contact with an official, you're never going to win in that, in, that, in that situation there. Broncos beat the Packers 19-17. to Broncos beat the Packers 19 to 17. Your favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I think I might hate Jordan Love even more for letting Russell Wilson get a win. I want to see I want to see Russell Wilson end his career with a losing record. He is absolutely pathetic. What is, I don't even know what his record is now. Jordan Love, his his stats have been absolutely abysmal. Uh he he needs to go. If you if you lose a team, Jordan like, Love's stats have been Mr. Unlimited, you need to be Mr. Cut. Okay, this is this is goes back to my point about Jordan Love here. I've been trying to say this, and it it stands. And I stand. If if somebody wants to argue with it, that's perfectly fine. Jordan Love doesn't have any help. I mean, he has a bunch of inexperienced young receivers. What is he supposed to do? It's like goes back to the point of Mac Jones in New England. Don't have the personnel. You don't have the guys. Let's let's let's. Let's go to San Francisco for a second. Put Brock Purdy on a team that doesn't have the talent. Put Brock Purdy on the Packers. How good is he then? Uh, no, like, not Brock good. Purdy is a very a young quarterback, but I want, to, I want to stick here on Jordan Love. He doesn't have a lot of help. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave. The relationship was ending. They didn't surround him with any talent. He was begging for them to draft a wide receiver. He was begging for them to draft Rashad Bateman. Give me somebody. Give me something. He's surrounded by a bunch of young guys. Dobbs. Torrey. They got Musgrave, the tight end. I mean, they have a very inexperienced wide receiver group slash tight end group. How is Jordan Love supposed to do anything along with their offensive line? He didn't even play that bad. I think he had 190 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I don't think you can really blame that loss on him. So I don't know. I, I hate the whole situation where the NFL the week in and week out, the quarterback sucks, quarterback sucks. Like, let's give the guy some time. I mean, they're not going to, Everybody wants NFL quarterbacks now to be like Mahomes right away, right off the bat, or Herbert. It's like, or Burrow. It's it's not the case. (laughs) Like, not every quarterback is on the level of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. So, and also, too, goes back to my point. It's like he's a super young quarterback. He's just getting into the NFL. Everybody wanted to write off Jared Goff when he got, when he left the Rams. He sucks. He's on the Lions. He sucks. He sucks. Jordan Love is in his third season, isn't he? It's not like he's, no, he's, he's his first official full season. 
Yeah, first. This is his first play. official full season because he's a he's not a rookie. Yes, first playing full season, but it's not his. For, he's he's he's, three years he's to his learn first official. Like that's totally different. That's not. It's completely different than play, than being on the field. Just because you're sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, you still got to go out there and, and play. But there's there's rookie Steve Young's out under Montana. There's all those. I mean, you still out, there's real rookies that are outperforming him right now. And he's been, he's had three years to prepare for this. Okay. See, oh, okay. But look at CJ Stroud. He was also drafted. What second? Yeah. But there's a, there's a difference there. He, he even has, he, they have a good offensive line. They have some pieces around him. It's not like they don't, he doesn't have anything. <laughs> you got three it's years. Like you got to give him some time, give him some help. He didn't even play bad on Sunday. <laughs> he didn't play great. He, his number. Yeah. But still, I mean, also, like, at the same time, they don't have a lot of – there's not a lot of personnel there for him as well. I agree. So it goes back to my point. Put Mac Jones on a team that has that has weapons. Give him give him something. Give him a number one receiver. Trade him for Tua. Let's give Mac Jones Marvin Harrison next year. I think Mac, jo- uh, I think Mac Jones would do – just as much on the Dolphins as if, if if he was on there. Put two on the put two on the Patriots. Put Mac Jones on the Dolphins. I think they're just as good. People can say I'm crazy. I don't really care. I think. <laughs> look, we we saw what Mac Jones did you're in gonna, Alabama with a, with a, with receivers in an offensive line. You're gonna fire up. Some I, Dolphins. I hope I fire them all up. I hope I do. I I I hope I do. Put take Tua off the Dolphins, put him on a different team without Mike McDaniel, without those receivers, and let's see how good he is. Then I'm not saying he's not a he's not a good quarterback. I'm just saying he's not on the level of how people are making him out to be. Both games that Tua has played that have been the big games they've needed to win, the Bills and the Eagles, he's flopped. Everyone's like, oh, Tua's two MVP conversation, two MVP conversation. What has he done MVP wise that the games that have really mattered the most? What has he done? Can you tell me, Max? Because last game against the Eagles, I think he had two seventeen, a touchdown, and a pick. Would have been a lot more if there was some. I, I'm just, I'm play. tired of the whole. Hey, I mean that's that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you still have Tyree Kill, you still have Jalen Waddle. Fair. So, I mean, look. Also, too. Also, let's go. Uh, I want to go back to the Jordan Love point here for a second. Everybody wanted to. Everybody wants to write off those young quarterbacks like that. Look at Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen when they first came into the league. What did they do their first two years? Josh Allen had one of the worst, rookie, worst two rookie years as a young quarterback in, the, in NFL history. His numbers were terrible. Jalen Hurts wasn't anything special until they gave him AJ Brown and a good offensive line and good pieces around him. Fair. It's like got to give the quarterback some kind of help. So fair enough. Anyways. Uh, we talked, yeah, I think I think that wraps it up for us. We talked a lot about the NFL. We talked Chiefs, Chargers. We talked and Patriots, Bills. We talked Bengals by week. That was like five minutes. Get out of here. It was literally like five minutes. It wasn't even that long. Anyways, we talked strictly about to Taylor the you need to, you need to Ravens and the Lions. I know you're holding it back. Mm, I don't think. No, I'm not holding it back. That's what you got. We intertwine football and pop culture. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I'm not giving you a whole episode about Taylor Swift. No. What is Travis no. Kelsey? We're not Swift, doing that. A uh, uh, couple name. What do we call them? Oh, geez. I don't know. What are we calling them? Trailer? To, to Swift Kelsey? <laughs> no, I don't know. 
what's the real the real question is though what's the, what's the song name what's the song name gonna be what's the song name gonna be uh stop you see i stopped and you kept going let's let's wrap i it. stopped talking about it before, before. Uh, you brought it all right, all right all right all right guys I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All right, guys, that does it for us. Episode 80 of the Inquisitive Mamba podcast. You know where to find us. Max, thanks again for helping us out. We appreciate it. Co-host in action, Maxwell Adams. We need a nickname for you. I've been thinking of one. I don't know. We need a nickname for you. We'll come back guys, we'll see you next time. The Inquisitive Mamba podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time. See ya.